Elon and Chilion died also both of them and the woman was left of her and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband and she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lift up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people." And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want to speak to you this morning. This is the message that the Lord has given me for this Mother's Day 2021. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic, a mother named Naomi and a daughter named Ruth. A mother named Naomi and a daughter named Ruth. Everybody said, Amen. As I mentioned jokingly, the opening of this message, <clears throat> the book of Ruth is one, quite honestly, that you can probably not remember hearing many sermons preached from. Matter of fact, I was thinking as I was putting these notes together, this is probably the second time in the years that I have been preaching that I have probably preached from this book. Um, all joking aside, the book of Ruth probably ranks just a little ways above the Song of Solomon in the least likely preached from category of your Bible. But regardless of how often this book is preached from, it does not negate the value or the importance of this book. Amen. As a matter of fact, one thing that we should establish here this morning, one thing that we should believe as an inarguable truth is that every word in this book is God-breathed. Every word in this book is God-inspired. Amen. I know that there's detractors and unbelievers out there and say, well, I can't believe a book that was written by men. Well, maybe you think that way. And yes, it was penned by the hands of men, but the Bible says as they were moved on, by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so we know that every word in this book, every book in your Bible was God-breathed. And if we believe that, and we do, then we believe that every book from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 in this book is vitally important for our walk with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so even though we, we don't refer a lot to the book of Ruth or even the Song of Solomon, those books are still very important parts of your Bible. Amen. Now our opening scriptures, they paint us a picture of a woman named Naomi whose husband Elimelech decided to move his family in the middle of a famine. The Bible says that he moved his family from the promised land of Israel, specifically out of Bethlehem, Judah, and he moved them into the foreign country of Moab. <clears throat> The Bible says that shortly after they moved, 
Elimelech died. And he left behind Naomi with just her two sons. The scripture goes on to say that Naomi's sons, Malon and Chilion, took wives out of the women of Moab. The one's name, the Bible says, was Orpah, and the other's name was Ruth. And the scripture goes on to say, as we read, that after ten years, both of Naomi's sons died, and she was left both as a widow and childless. She was left with only herself and her two daughters-in-law. It was shortly after this that Naomi gets word that the Lord had visited Israel, that he had uh, exhausted his judgment and had ended the famine. And since there was nothing in Moab that was holding uh, Naomi there, she decided that it was best for her to return to the land of her fathers. It was best for her to return to the land of Judah. Amen. And it doesn't take you very long as you begin reading into the book of Ruth to get the impression very quickly that Naomi is a selfless woman, not a selfish woman, but a selfless woman. Amen. And the Bible says that the day that she was to leave for the land of Judah, she spoke to her daughters-in-law saying this in Ruth chapter 1, verses 8 through 17. Naomi said unto her daughters-in-law, she said, go, return each of you to her mother's house, and the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. And she said, the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept, and they said unto her, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And so both of the ladies said, we're not going to leave your side, we're going to We're going to stay with you. Amen. Verse 11. Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight and should also bear a son, would you tarry for them until they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. And they lift up their voice and they wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And so Orpah kissed Naomi and she went on her way back to her mother's house, but Ruth, Ruth wasn't going to do that. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And I want us to really focus here on the next two scriptures. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And whither thou lodgest, I will lodge. And thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. And where thou diest, I will die. There will I be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also, if aught but death part me and you. They were with Ruth for ten years. Ten years of life. Ten years of gain. 
Ten years of suffering loss. Ten years, brothers and sisters, of observing Naomi's faith in every season. Those ten years created not only a reverence or a respect for Naomi in Ruth's eyes, but those ten years of observation also created a bond that was beyond that of a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. So the Bible says that both Naomi and Ruth left for the land of Moab to return to Bethlehem. Now in case you're wondering this morning how the story ends, if you don't already know, I'll, I'll finish that later here in the message. But brothers and sisters and friends, I've not come to the pulpit this morning to simply narrate to you a Bible study, but I have come this morning to demonstrate to you from the Word of God the importance of a mother. I've also come to tell you this morning from the Word of God that a mother is not always determined by flesh and blood. A mother is not always determined by genes and a womb, but you hear me this morning, a mother is determined by love. A mother is determined by investment into lives. A mother is determined by character and living example. And the Bible tells us that it was all of these qualities that Ruth observed and experienced with Naomi for ten years. And it was these qualities that left such an impact on her that unlike Orpah, she was ready to follow Ruth. More importantly, brothers and sisters, she was ready to follow Ruth, uh, Na- or she was ready to follow Naomi and ready to follow Naomi's example anywhere she was going to go. Let me say this this morning. Her sons may have been dead, but there was a mother still named Naomi. It's very interesting when you research this book and and sermons and and notes and Bible studies on this book. It's interesting that many of the articles, many of the sermons written about this book, they all revolve around the character of Ruth, and and rightly so. The, The book itself is named after Ruth. But please hear me this morning, and this is something that I want us to get here today Brothers and sisters, without, now please get this, without a Naomi, there is no Ruth. Without a Naomi, there is no book of Ruth. Because while the most commonly central theme of the book is the loyalty, perseverance, and faith of Ruth, let me ask you this question this morning. Where did Ruth learn it from? That's right, Brother Carl. How many believe that we serve a God of order? Amen. The Bible is clear on that. The Bible is clear that God is a God of order. And if we believe that God ordained the family today, and we do, then we also have to believe that God ordained a specific order in the family. God ordained a perfect balance within the family to raise children. Amen. And in God's perfect family order, there is both a father and a mother. Our culture, as a matter of fact, has seen the disastrous effects when that balance is upset. 
We know by the Word of God that the Father has a definitive role to play in the family. The Bible tells us that that the Father is to be the leader of His home. He is to be an example of true masculinity to His sons. And What I mean by that is the Father is to exemplify honor and respect and accountability and work ethic and leadership. And biblically, spiritually... We know that the Father is to be the high priest of His home. Amen. He is the one that is tasked with leading His family in the ways of the Lord. But brothers and sisters, that is only half of the equation. That is only half of God's equation. Because a father cannot be, please hear me this morning, a father cannot be what God ordained in the role of of a mother, nor can it be underemphasized just how important and vital that role is in the lives of others. If you don't believe me this morning, ask Ruth. Amen. Because somewhere along the way, somewhere in that 10 year span, Ruth looked at Naomi and she saw something in her that was more than a mother in law. Ruth saw in Naomi things that impacted her life, not as a mother-in-law, Brother Carl, but only as a mother could impact her life. And the reason that I told you in, in chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, the reason I said that I really want to focus on those two scriptures is because it is most evident the impact that Naomi had on Ruth, it is most evident in verses 16 and 17. And I want to show you, I'm going to break those down this morning. And I'm going to show you the role, the importance of the role of a mother as we honor mothers in this house this morning. Starting in verse 16, Ruth's response to Naomi was this. She said, where you go... I will go. What did she mean by that? What she meant was that Ruth saw a leader in Naomi. Somewhere, brothers and sisters and friends, in the time that she spent with her, Ruth learned to trust Naomi's judgments. She came to realize that Naomi made each decision selflessly and with care. And so her words, she come to realize, were well thought out and measured. And with each direction that Naomi began to move, she began to see Naomi in those directions as more than just a mother-in-law. But she began to see Naomi as a person whose lead, hear me this morning, whose lead would be safe to follow. Now there's a lot of leaders out there. But not everybody's lead, young man, you hear me this morning, not everybody's lead is safe to follow. But Ruth saw something in Naomi that said it will be safe for me to follow her. And that is a quality, brothers and sisters, that we find in every good mother. The second thing she said was, where you lodge, I will lodge. In other words, where you make a home, Naomi, I will make a home. 
As I put the notes together for this, I, I realized that I can't really imagine the difficulty that Naomi endured after the loss of not just her husband. That would have been hard enough, but she it was enduring the loss of her husband and her sons. You see, it was not typical in those days for women to go out and work and earn a living. That was what the men did. And so I can't imagine the difficulty that she must have endured at that loss. And yet, even in the most tragic of circumstances, Naomi must have maintained the home. And when I say maintain the home, I'm not talking about she kept the floor swept and the dishes and did the grocery shopping. What I mean is that Naomi, through every disastrous consequence, she found a way to take every broken thing they were left with and pick up the pieces and make it a home. Amen. And especially in that day, to me, that seems like it would have been a monumental task. But please hear me this morning. A home is not always where you are. But a home sometimes is who is there with you. Amen. And here's the truth of the matter. A mother has a way that only a mother can of making any situation feel like home. Can I get a witness this morning? The next thing she said to Naomi, she said, your people will be my people. Now understand this morning, Naomi, Naomi was a Jew. She was a Hebrew. She was an Israelite. Ruth was a Moabite. They were completely different races of people. They served completely different gods. They had different belief systems. But she said to Naomi, she said, your people will be my people. Why was she able to say that? Because the role of a mother, listen to me this morning, the role of a mother comes with an instinctual drive to protect her children. Are there any mother bears in the house this morning that would agree with that? Amen. My wife is one of the most godly women I know. But I did see her go toe-to-toe with a woman one time at a football game (laughs) over Katie. Because that's what God put in to mothers. And Ruth saw that in Naomi. And part of that drive to protect her children is being a good judge of character. Now, I can speak personally here, and maybe some fellas can amen me here this morning. But I've come to figure out, in the years I've been married to Sister Puckett, that there is something pretty amazing about a woman's gut feelings, especially when it comes to their children. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be spooky or weird here, but there is something pretty amazing that I have been married now long enough that when my wife has a gut feeling about something, I don't just like, she's just being overdramatic. When she has a gut feeling about something, I'm like, hmm, then I'm watching. And it was because of that and because of the trust that she had in Naomi, Ruth must have always felt protected with her. And so it was not hard. It was not hard for Ruth to declare to Naomi, your people 
will be my people. Brothers and sisters, I am thankful this morning for every mother who has gone and went the extra mile to protect her children because that is what God has put into a mother. Amen. I know I, we, probably, we, could probably sit, we could probably all sit around here this morning and tell stories of the time that mom flew off the handle on somebody on behalf of you. Amen. She said to Naomi, she said, your God will be my God. Now remember what I just said. She was not a Jew. She was not an Israelite. She was a Moabite. Amen. She was a Moabitess woman. So she was not of the Hebrew people. Ruth would have been raised to believe and worship pagan gods, and she would have no base knowledge of the one true God of Israel. That is, until she encountered Naomi and her family. But yes, she declared to Naomi and she said, your God will be my God. Brothers and sisters, please hear me this morning. A person's witness is a very powerful thing because a person's witness can either draw or your witness can repel. But there must have been some things that Ruth saw in Naomi that was a reflection of the character of Naomi's God. She must have seen the reflection of that God in Naomi's actions. She must have heard it in Naomi's words. She must have seen it in how Naomi interacted with others. She must have witnessed it in how she dealt with conflict. In other words, Ruth saw that God actively every day in Naomi's life. She saw enough of Naomi's God in Naomi that Ruth wanted that for herself. Brothers and sisters, it should be our prayer this morning that Christian mothers be that reflection of Jesus to their children. Enough so that what they see in mom, they want for themselves. And finally, Ruth says to Naomi, she said, where you die, I will die. And you say, well, pastor, that sounds a little morbid. Let me explain it to you. What Naomi could see in Ruth's statement here is a reflection of the fierce loyalty that Naomi herself had shown to her family. How many is thankful for mothers, amen, that were always loyal to us when we were boneheads growing up? Okay, and I'm the chiefest of knuckleheads standing in this pulpit this morning. Amen. But there was something... In the loyalty that Naomi exemplified to her family that impressed Ruth. Even when everything fell apart, even when Elimelech died and her sons died, Naomi was faithful to what family she had left. So much so that it was time for her to return to Israel. The Bible says that she was willing to set her daughter-in-laws free to pursue new lives. Set them free to pursue new husbands. She wasn't going to, to demand that they stay with her, but she said, I love you enough, I'll set you free to go live your lives and be happy. It's what you deserve. And she even spoke a blessing of the Lord over them in the process. Naomi had invested in those ladies, and what she invested was perseverance and strength. 
And it was in Ruth's heart. What we see in Scripture, it was was in Ruth's heart to repay that investment through a bond that that investment had created. Now, I realized this morning that Orpah and Ruth were not Naomi's biological daughters. But everything that she invested into them, everything that she put into them, it created a bond that could not be broken, especially we find for Ruth. And so let me say this this morning, mothers, invest in your babies. Invest in your grandbabies. Give your time, your ear, your advice when it's needed. But above all, your love and your loyalty. For the Bible says that love is the greatest of these. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. Be selfless like Naomi. Make sure your children know that they are the most important thing in your life. And like the bond that we're talking about this morning, you'll have that with your kids. The reason being, it's the very nature, essence of motherhood. Amen. I'm closing this morning. I had no intention of preaching very long today. Um, If anybody's watching their clock, this might be a record for the shortest sermon I've preached since I've been pastoring here. And somebody said, praise the Lord. (laughs) In closing this morning, I said that there was more to the story, and I said that I would finish the story, and so I'm going to give you the Cliff's Notes on how it ends. The Bible says that Ruth goes back with Naomi into Bethlehem, Judah, and she meets a wealthy relative of Elimelech named, anybody know his name? Starts with a B, rhymes with Oaz. Boaz. She meets a wealthy man by the name of Boaz. And the Bible says that God gives Ruth favor. Why why did God give Ruth favor? Because God gave Naomi favor. And Naomi invested those things into Ruth. Amen. What you invest in your kids, you can bring the favor of the Lord into their lives. And so God gives Ruth favor with Boaz and he falls in love with her. And uh, to make a long story short, she and Boaz marry and Ruth gives birth to a son named Obed. Now what's significant about that is Obed becomes the father of Jesse, who is the father of David, the king. Jesus himself was born out of the Davidic bloodline. Jesus himself was born out of the bloodline of David, out of that same family. So please hear me as I close this morning. All because a woman held true to her God, held true to her convictions, and to her family. Because a woman never gave up hope. Moms, hear me this morning. You never know when your investment in your children may just change the world. Do you think Ruth ever thought that the Messiah would come out of her bloodline? No. But because of what Naomi put into Ruth, 
And because Ruth took what she put into her and applied it to her life, because of the investment that Naomi made, we have the bloodline of David. You never know when it seems like they're not listening. It seems like it goes in one ear and out the other. I'm raising, well, I've raised a teenager. I'm raising another one. I understand how that goes. Right? You want to plug up this ear so that when it goes in this one, it don't escape out the other one, right? But I'm telling you, there is no wasted investment. And I need to tell somebody this morning, there is no wasted prayer. When God hears your prayers, there is no wasted prayer. So keep loving. Keep investing. Keep putting yourself out there. And you say, well, pastor, I've been hurt so many times. That's okay. That's okay. I would rather, and I said this many, many years ago to my wife. I said, I would rather love too much and be walked on than love too little and miss the opportunity to reach out. Amen. The power of an investment. So while there's a lot of things that aren't preached out of that book, and maybe that book isn't preached on a lot, and maybe we could pair that book up with the Song of Solomon. I don't think I've ever preached a message out of that book. But we find in this book a lot of comfort and a lot of keys and a lot of examples of motherhood. I know it's called Ruth, but without Naomi... There was no Ruth. Amen. Does my heart good to see kids sitting here today, grandkids sitting here today. Amen. And it all started with mom. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's close this service out in prayer here this morning. I want to pray a blessing over the moms today. And, and please don't leave. I'm not going to dismiss yet. But I want to pray a blessing over the moms here this morning. Amen. Let's pray. Why don't you just thank God for your mom? Why don't you just thank God, even if your mom has passed on, I'm sure as I've been sitting here talking that you have remembered some of the things. We've even talked about some of the things that mom did. You know, maybe mom was laid back, but man, when somebody tangled with her babies, oh man, there was a side of mom we all saw that we didn't even know existed. Amen. And you know what? We can even thank God. I was telling somebody the other day that uh, at a certain time when I was a teenager, there was a certain time that I had to be careful if I smarted off to mom because if there was something close, she could either, she'd either pick me up or at the very most, I was going to, she would swing one of these at me. Amen. And you know what? I got my chops busted a few times and they needed to be busted. And it was good for me to be, have my chops busted. Can I get a witness today? Amen. But let's think about how God blessed us with our mothers. Amen. And let's think positive, positive memories. Amen. Of how they blessed our lives. And let's just thank the Lord this morning. Amen. Would you do that while I pray a blessing over the mothers here today? Amen. Let's thank the Lord together. Amen. For the mothers and the motherhood and how God blessed us with those that he gave us. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the gift of motherhood today. And I thank you, Lord, for every mother that we have under the sound of my voice here today. Thank you, Lord, for the moving of your spirit, God, and your word that has touched lives and hearts here today. Lord, I pray a blessing, God, over our mothers here today. 
God, I pray that you would bless them and I pray that you would bless their families. God, I pray that you would give them wisdom, Lord, and leading God as they navigate the wilderness of this life. I pray that you would give them wisdom and anointing, God. I pray to speak in due season, Lord, into the lives of their children. I pray that you would give them strength, God, to persevere, Lord. Pray that you would give them the faith, Lord, to continue to believe, Lord, even when the things don't look like they're coming together. I pray that you would give them the strength to keep pressing in prayer and to keep pressing forward. And God, I pray that you would be with our mothers today and that you would help them, God. We thank you today for the gift of motherhood, and we honor in the name of the Lord Jesus. We honor every mother in the house today, and those that will be listening on YouTube and on our podcast. We honor you, and we bless you today in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you. Thank you for being with us this morning, and we pray that you were blessed not only by the presence of the Lord, but by the word of the Lord today. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.